daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that never drinks fizzy bubbly because it's not for me. What the fuck is that from? Fizzy bubbly? Fizzy bubbly. Fizzy bubbly. Bloody hell. <laughs> is it from Little Nicky? No. Oh shit, what is that from? It's from uh, You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> There's like this drink from his home country that apparently everyone in his home country loves it. and. Um, to try and like find out whether he's from that country or not, someone gives him some fizzy bubbly and he drinks it and he's like, no, it's not for me. But then he like drinks it really quickly, like inhumanly <laughs> quick. This can of drink just like disappears. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That so I think I, I lied on the first episode that we did because I said the only one I'd seen is Big Daddy, but I have seen that one. Yeah. I rented that film from a fucking library as a kid. Aww. I was like, this looks great. You know, I have blockbusters up north or no, we only, have li- we only have libraries, mate. You have to get libraries. And yeah, I rented was it from the, the library. It was the book of Zohan, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't the film. <laughs> I, had to smuggle it. I had to smuggle it out in a book. I just hid the disc inside. I'm not looking forward to um, revisiting Zohan. I remember having a really bad time with that when I was younger. Um, It'll be interesting to watch knowing who Adam Sandler is and stuff, because in that film, I think he does a Rob Schneider-esque role where he's like got like a crazy accent and it's it's gonna be offensive i just know it that was the era like like a borat i guess it was it was the same sort of time as like either borat or the dictator i can't remember which one it was around that sort of time though it's gonna feel like a very outdated film now i reckon (sighs) yeah that that's luckily quite a few uh weeks away should we introduce ourselves uh i think we should because I've been editing the episodes and realised that we, we never even talk. We just we just start are. talking. We just go straight into the Sandler nonsense. So <laughs> you've already heard both of us, but I'm Luke Terry, and I'm here with my co-host Luke Thomas. All right, what are we actually here for? We're going to watch Big Daddy, um, which is both of our first introduction to. Uh, Adam Sandler. Do you want to tell me more about your experience with Big Daddy? Yeah, so I remember this being what time, what what year do you think this film came out? Do you do you know I off the top of your head? Was it 99 or 2000, I think? Is it as early as that? I think Yeah, so. I guess Let it me... must be. Oh, 99, yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't watch this film when it first came out, but I remember it being like one of the first DVDs that I watched. Do you remember when yeah. that sort of shift between VHS and DVD? I think I first saw this film on DVD. Um, my aunt had it on DVD and we, I think we stayed over at her house or something and she was like, oh, watch this. Probably try and stop me from doing anything like running around being a naughty little kid. Put on Big Daddy. You see, it's a film with a young kid in it. So straight away when you're a kid, you watch a film with a kid, you just latch yeah. onto it straight away, don't you? I remember it having stuff like shouting, urine jokes, and just general chaos. And I loved that. So, yeah, I think I saw a naughty little boy just 
getting shouted at by this angry, jaded man who'd been forced to look after him. And I was just on board straight away. I really liked it. Um, and from there, that's when my Sandler love blossomed. See, it's weird how, how paths divert from the same source. We both had the same source, but for me, I had the exact same. I think this was one of the first DVDs. You were Do you remember at my when... aunt's house. <laughs> Do you remember when DVDs used to have like a, it used to be like cardboard on the front. Yeah, have this, a little this was a cardboard. Clip. Yeah. yeah, this was a cardboard DVD. I had first yeah. days. Um, so yeah, I remember having this DVD when I was a kid. And obviously I, my family aren't Sandler fans. I don't even know why we had it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, the only things I really remember, I remember his name. Sonny Koufax. I think that's yeah. a really good character name, I think. Uh, Sonny Koufax. I remember him just being annoying and loud. And I remember him having loads of mates, including Rob Schneider and I think Steve Buscemi's like a homeless man with like yeah. a trolley. And, and they talk I'd... about getting McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. And this, again, has a really odd tonal shift. Like it's just really silly and then it becomes quite sad and dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have much opinion of it, but I remember afterwards being like, oh, this was this was nothing. Hmm. Uh, I was always more of a Jim Carrey kid, I think. Oh. Those kind of, like, Ace Ventura and The Mask and stuff. That's so this a bit was... more, like, for, like, the popular... That's a bit more mainstream. I was a bit more edgy with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Everyone liked Jim Carrey. Just yeah, I was... A... And stuff, didn't they? Had wacky hair. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was the Carrey pit. That would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I think yeah, we've got a bit he... more going on still with Adam Sandler. Jim Carrey's gone off the rails. Adam that Sandler stayed making films. We'd have to have watched you... Sonic the Hedgehog if we did the Carey pit. <laughs> oh, that's true. Have you seen that film? Yes. <laughs> of course oh, I have. No. <laughs> I've seen everything, haven't I? <laughs> well, what's it like? I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's like every one of those films where a CGI animal befriends a random person and they go on a road trip. It's basically like Garfield. Hot. It's like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oof. Has Adam Sandler done one of those films yet? No, I don't think so. He doesn't do that many family films. Bedtime though, Stories. Because... That's our one to watch. I think that we should do Bedtime Stories maybe in the next coming weeks. I think. Pixels. Yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> I'm intrigued <laughs> but... by both. I'm intrigued I by think both we've, we've not done any family-friendly Sandler yet. Yeah, so I wanna... the closest, wasn't it? Hugh is definitely really like. the closest. See, I see, I see Big Daddy as being a family-friendly film mm. because I watched it as a kid and I don't remember anything too offensive. Mm. That's the I feel eyes like... I'm going to be watching this with, though. I'm going to be watching this thinking, was this appropriate for me to have been watching as like a, maybe like a Six. six-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will be. I think this was a probably i think it's probably fine i think at the time i just didn't like it but i feel like after having watched the la- the last couple of sandler films that we've seen i think this will be this will be quite good yeah i'm excited to rewatch it because i do have really fond memories of it which can be a double-edged sword if it does turn out to be crap be just like so, yeah. stomping over my my youthful memories <laughs> but um so when we watch these films we have a game that we play which is the Sandler scale, which is essentially a list that we've created that's got, I think at, at time of recording, it's got 50 different Sandler, 50. Um, Sandler tropes. So like things that we've noticed throughout his films and it's a growing list. So if, if there's any more that you can 
thing to add, send us an email, thesandlerpit at gmail.com or tweet <laughs> us at thesandlerpit. And uh, actually, that's Doing where those plugs is. early. <laughs> yeah, get them in early. Why not? That's where the Sandler scale actually is. We've got one on our Twitter, haven't we? Yeah. Check so it out. Can, can check that out and uh, make their own for when they view Make their own bingo sheet at home. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play the the Sandler scale bingo throughout this film. And of course, at the end, like we do in every week, we're gonna decide if this film belongs in the Sandler Castle, where it'll be celebrated forever, or does it belong in the Sandler Pit, where we'll bury it and forget it? For me, where do you think you're gonna fall this week? I know it's gonna be in the castle. I know that's what you I'm know. pushing for. This might be our well, first big disagreement. This might be of disagreement, but I don't know. I don't want I to think you're go a into man. it. Since you were such a <laughs> cynical little stuck-up six-year-old. Criticising <laughs> 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 Big Daddy. <laughs> Father, what is this? Film. <laughs> That's what you were like. Oh, like I'm going to make a film. It'll be better than this. It'll be better than Dad, this put full. Dad, put full Monty back on. <laughs> oh, yeah, put <laughs> Kez back on. Fucking hell. What's this shite? What's all this colour and happiness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, if a film isn't set in a mining village with a kestrel dying, I'm like, oh, some realism, what's the point? Doesn't it? Where's the gritty realism? There There's is no a gritty man. realism in this. <laughs> Who just talks about hash browns. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. He's a McDo- he loves McDonald's, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh. So I think that my my big concern for this is that when it comes to us making the Sander scale, is that even though I've not watched this film since I was probably twelve, which is like probably like twelve thirteen years ago, um, I can remember a hell of a lot of this film. So I can remember all of the Happy Madison clans cameos that are in this film. I know who's in it. I know most of the types of jokes that are in this film. So I'm a bit. Do I think you should we... create our Sander scales. I'll make our Sander scales. So do you want to like? try and find like a generator where we can put all 50 of them in randomize I'll, ha- I'll have a look i'll have a look maybe we something. can just we'll put the numbers in one to 50 and it could just choose nine random numbers for each of us maybe we'll have to do it that way that's a good idea because we have got them in a numerical order, numerical order yeah that's well, let's a do that. good idea let's grab our sander scales let's put on our scuba suits and flippers and let's get watching Big Daddy. I thought you were going to say we're going to dive in, but oh, then dive uh, in. But then let's dive into the Sandler pit yeah, first. <laughs> into a pit of sand. <laughs> okay. All right. See you well, in a bit. Let's go. Bye. You are now listening to the Sandler pit. Ah, horseshit! Okay, and we're back. We've just watched Adam Sandler's Big Daddy from yeah. 1999. Uh, Luke, Indeed. can you explain a little bit about the plot of this film? Um, absolutely. So Big Daddy is about Adam Sandler playing Sonny Koufax, and he is a, a layabout schlub of a man. Uh, he got his foot run over and he got $200,000 so, uh, that he's like put into investments, and he's basically just riding on that. Uh, and his girlfriend hates him, and all his friends are all... All his friends are successful lawyers and one delivery man. That's all everybody knows in his life. Uh, and then somehow one day a kid gets brought to his door, which is his roommates, I think, from like a previous relationship he had in the past. And then somehow 
through unlikely circumstances, Adam Sandler ends up being his guardian for like two daddy. months. Yeah, he becomes his big daddy for two months and no one really notices for ages that this lunatic has kidnapped a child. Yeah. And that's uh, that's big daddy for you. Yeah, so it's um it's a thriller. Um, child abduction. <laughs> it's got, I'd say it's got one of the darkest Adam Sandler plots. If you just describe the plot of it, it is quite dark. I yeah. think it's quite, um, it's quite backgroundy, isn't it? I think if you, if you were watching this in a really relaxed, passive way, you know, just on in the background, the bits where Adam Sandler as Sonny Koufax pretends that his name's Kevin Garrity. You can yeah. so easily not realise it. I've seen this film many, many times. I think this was like the first time watching it past beer, maybe like 12, maybe. So I've so not you... watched it in a good 14 years, I reckon. So have you never noticed him taking the identity of I, another I man? Knew that, I knew that he was um, basically pretending that it was his kid and like all of mm. that stuff. But I was surprised re-watching it this time how quickly he chooses to use his roommate's identity yeah i mean it's the same it's it reminded me of um school of rock the whole of school of rock is basically yeah. the same thing of a guy using some, his roommate's identity to like be close to children i don't think that that would get oh yeah past something nowadays but i don't know school of rock you are right you are right but school of rock it's like the guy doesn't seem as unhinged like he's just a bit of a layabout rocker but like he's got a good heart adam sandler in this is a proper like shithead for like all of it he's a sexist layabout dumbass who spends his whole time trying to injure people or screaming at people who are helping him like the uh the scene in mcdonald's when he arrives a minute late but then he (laughs) thinks it's a minute late but he's actually half an hour late (laughs) and then he screams at her what does he scream at her shit shit (laughs) um actually i've got that in my notes here um which i checked in our imdb alternate versions uh when i aired on tv uh instead of saying horseshit he says no (laughs) (laughs) i prefer that yeah it's a bit it's a bit better um but yeah he's a bit of a raging lunatic he does this typical adam sandler screaming Mm -hmm. all the time um, yeah. Whilst he's no Jack Black, Jack Black's like a nice dude. This guy's a bit of a bit of a bastard. It's kind of swings and roundabouts though, because Jack Black is lying to twenty-two children or something like that, and this guy's yeah. only lying to one. But at the same time, this guy is sleeping in the same building as him and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> there's, Jack... there's a lot of problems with both. Who do you think would get a longer prison time if this was based in reality and not oh, and um, not like sunny. in a comedy? Sonny Koufax, I think it could almost count as like abduction. Okay, yeah. Abduction but, as well as false identity. Yeah, but also Jack Black kidnaps about a classroom of children. Yeah, he does. And takes them to a rock concert. He gets permission though from the parent, uh, from the head teacher, doesn't it? Anyway, this no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He takes. He takes. No, but at the end, to the to the pub and says, "Oh, we should get the oh, kids yeah. to school trip." To yeah, but that. But then at the end, when he's been fired, the kids come and say, come on, we've got to do the Battle of the Bands, uh, whatever his name is, Dewey. And then they yeah. drag him in the bus and all the kids have gone missing. True. True. Yeah, so he's kidnapped the kids. No, they're the kidnapping end. him then. 
they're kidnapping him. He's in but bed I don't think... they wake him up. I remember it, actually. Right. I don't think that'd stand the test in a, a court of law, though. That is a hell of a tangent there. <laughs> um, so what, was your initial, what are your initial impressions of this film? So like I said in the intro, and in, I think, episode one, I didn't like this as a kid, and I think it's all right. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's, uh, it's got a lot of heart. I think it's got quite a few good jokes. I laughed quite a bit, even though he is a lunatic and he should be in mm. prison. <laughs> the yeah. only person who makes sense is the judge who <laughs> wants to send him to prison at the end. Everyone else <laughs> in this film's a fucking maniac for letting him do all this so long. But yeah, I think this was uh, this was pretty good. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I still really like it. I'm kind of, I was watching it with like rose tinted glasses. I was preempting a lot of the jokes and stuff. I feel like it would take a lot for me to have not enjoyed this, but there's still a few things that have aged really badly. Like that whole plot line that we've just spoken about. That's the whole yeah. film, basically. The plot line's a bit, I don't know, a bit questionable. And then there's a few jokes in it that have aged very badly. I like think I know which ones you one mean. Of our, one of our main men, Jonathan, Jonathan Lothran. <laughs> or Lochran. Or Lochran. Or Lochran. He's just playing homophobe, the character. He's a horrible man in this film. Yeah, he's just, he just like rolls his eyes at his friends that are gay. and uh, Played by Alan Covert and uh, Peter, and Peter Dante. Dante. Brilliant in this, the two of them. Yeah. Um, he like steps away. He steps like one urinal further away from them and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though they're in a relationship, he assumes that they're going to go for him over their, over their partner. Yeah. Jonathan Loughran or Loughran in this film's horrible. And do you notice he disappears after the urinal scene? He's not at the party at the end. He's not at the court case. Where not? did he go? He's a lawyer. Where is he? Maybe he was, he was doing a case at the time. <laughs> Maybe he's... He's also closeted and he's just like, that's why he's so against it. Like, I hate in the longest yard. Maybe that's why he's I so hate... toxic about yeah. homosexuals. I didn't like him in this. I liked uh, Alan Covert and Peter Dante, but I did write the kid smacks oh, <laughs> Alan yeah. Covert with a plank of wood. And I wrote, I wish that were me. What, <laughs> getting hit by the wood? No, smacking, <laughs> smacking Alan Covert with a plank of wood, not, not being hit by a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird <laughs> i also wrote in, in the same like breath uh, when rob schneider gets choked to i wrote i would also like to choke rob schneider to death oh my god <laughs> this kid's living out all your dreams <laughs> yeah i know i wish i were this kid yeah uh, he does get to beat up a lot of uh, a lot of our happy medicine lot of... crew. he never hits jonathan loughran though he doesn't, and he's the one who needs to be hit the most. Maybe it's because Jonathan Loughran's the uh, alpha male of the group. Yeah, or Loughran, yeah. Or Loughran, it could be Jonathan Loughran. Um, <laughs> I think that it would have been, maybe not fine, but it would have been better if that character had some form of growth by the end of it, mm. instead of yeah. just being there. It makes Adam Sandler's character look a bit better. We see that he's, he's childish in every respect, apart from that he's accepting that his friends have turned out to be in love with each other. Yeah, I think this was the most progressive towards uh, homosexuality that Adam Sandler's been, and he's still a bit, <laughs> a bit of a dick. But yeah. he's just kind of like, oh yeah, they're gay, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's which fine is with it. A lot better than Lofren or Lochran, who's yeah. uh What do you think about the? Uh, what do you think about the rampant sexism in this film? So it's all just aimed at one person, really, isn't it? Leslie Mann, yeah. Corinne. 
I think their relationship's interesting because I think there's obviously some sort of thing where they are kind of friends, but at the same mm. time, he's just constantly insulting her. And she kind of laughs along with a lot of the things he says, and then she gives it back to him. But everything bad that he says about her is to do with the fact that she worked at Hooters. Yeah. Like, um, Luke, Luke if, 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 if I went up to your fiancé every day and was like, Ah, you suck! Ah! Would you like, would you ever let me talk to you again? Or to I'd you? be in China, so I wouldn't know that it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. It is very weird. Why are they um, mates? Like, he's such a bad bloke. He's so horrible to his, uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, you do struggle to see where it comes from, the friendships. Some also... of the jokes he says are kind of funny, though, at the same time. As much as there's problems with it, like there was one bit where they're in a supermarket and she's wearing like a crop top and he says, oh, look, you wear the same size T-shirt as my kid. Oh, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the only good one he does. But Yeah, that might yeah be the all of them one. are so repetitive. It's like, hey, you're going to go down the Hooters aisle? Yeah. Shut up, you fucking idiot. And he's like saying you. goodbye to her and he says, pleasant Hooters. Such a dick. Um, and also, like, he ends up going out with her sister, who's, uh, is it Joey Lauren Adam? She's also a lawyer, because every character in this film is a lawyer. Yeah, so and... he met, I, th- I think it's because he dropped out of university because he got no, he run, passed. run over. Oh, he did pass. Because he says, oh, we used to come here after we passed our law exam, I think, at the bar. So he has passed. He's oh, just he has passed. doesn't want to do anything with it. So that's what it is. That's why they're all these friends because they they study together and then they end up working together. So it does make sense. So stop digging it. Stop like having a go at him because of it. Okay, <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> Show some sympathy. The guy got run over. <laughs> um, but like she, her thing is that she works all the time and that she doesn't want to, um, she doesn't want to commit to a relationship because. She want she doesn't want to end up like her mum, just having a kid with someone, and then the father runs away or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, Adam Sandler gets really angry at her for not dropping all her case and her job <laughs> to defend him from kidnapping a child, and he gets really defensive. And then she does come through, and yeah. then at the end, she he's wearing a suit and got a little fancy umbrella uh, when they go to Hooters, and she's uh, like a mum to his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't really like that story, that aspect of the storyline. Their relationship is a lot of um, a lot of take on Sonny Kovacs' behalf, and not much give, isn't it? Yeah, He's, exactly. Uh, he, he like peer pressures her into giving him a kiss and stuff like that as well. When she keeps saying she's not ready for a relationship, yeah, I think she so obviously she... seems to like him from what we see. She finds so him funny. She... she likes the kid and stuff, but. It doesn't seem like he's given her much compared to what she's given him by the end. So what I want to know, though, so she doesn't want to be in a relationship at all, but she does like him. Fair enough. I don't know why she'd like him. He's a maniac. Yeah. And then at the end, it's one year and three months later, and then he's got a newborn baby. So let's say nine, ten months. Let's say it's been ten months to have the baby and the baby be in that position. One year and three months, that means... Five months after the events of the film, him and Joey L- Lauren Adams, who didn't want a family or a boyfriend, suddenly she decides to have a baby with Adam Sandler in such yeah. a short amount of time. Like, why? Maybe the court case made her feel broody, seeing him hug That's... that little boy and that speech that they did. 
I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I it thought that it was quick. like it should have said two years later, maybe. It least. should have said like three years, two, two or three years. But no, they kind oh, of. Oh, you know why they it. would have done it actually? Because the kid, the kid wouldn't have grown up. They could have put him they some could have little re- recast him. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Hill would have just sat there. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake! I was just saying that. <laughs> actually, I was thinking uh, Nick Swardson. <laughs> oh, that would have been really good. But just him in a cap going, I love you, uh, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's been um, four years. <laughs> that's good. Did you find that the kid was doing a baby voice yes. too much? Yeah. Why was he doing that fucking voice? I don't know if it's like, I don't know where, is it Buffalo he's supposed to have grown up? But Daddy, I love you. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo. I've heard the kid speak though in Friends. He doesn't speak like that. He didn't sound a thing like that when I watched him in Riverdale. <laughs> 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 we should call Colin Dylan Sprouse and ask him why he did that voice on set. Um, but I was watching it with my fiance, as I have been with all of these films. She's um, putting up with a lot. She. Was like, oh, he's so cute, isn't he? Every time he said something like, "I'm four, I'm four years old," and stuff like that, she was like, oh, he's really cute. Yeah. So maybe it, maybe it works. Did That's you why find he did it? Because I didn't find him cute at all. I found him sweet might... at first, but then after a while, he starts like hanging around with Adam Sandler too much. Rubbing yeah. Him. <laughs> he when he becomes <laughs> when he becomes mini Adam Sandler, I'm just like, oh, shut up, yeah. dumbass. Um, yeah. Did you like this though? Hang on. I I got these specially. So so hang on. Hang on. Whoa, where have you gone? <laughs> he picked up some sunglasses and now he's gone. I'm wide I'm wide here. <laughs> I'm wide here. <laughs> so to our listeners, I've just thrown on some sunnies because that's what the little uh the little lad in this does. He puts some sunglasses on and he can go invisible. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Doesn't really work in in an audio format though does it <laughs> no, it, doesn't. So it just looks like i'm doing a podcast of a young blind man <laughs> <laughs> let me take them off but yeah I, th- I thought that bit was quite sweet though that, that's the thing with adam sandler in this he's a he's playing like a really horrible guy he does a mm. lot of a lot of bad stuff i feel like it's kind of it's set up fairly well there's like a little montage at the start about his dad having a go at him and telling him he should grow up so they at least um they at least address that he is a man child and he's got yeah. a lot of problems and stuff. Cause in some of them, he's just, he just acts horrible straight from the start and there's no excuse for it. Whereas here there's a little bit of background to it. It doesn't justify most of the stuff that he does, but at least there's an attempt to make some sense of it because they say that he's in a rut. Maybe he's depressed or something. You just don't, but you don't get enough to sort yeah. of tell you that. But then I've... I think he does change quite well. He still has a lot of, a lot of, not mature sensibilities but at the same time like when you see him with the kid and i think when he does scuba sam when Mm. he does the sunglasses there's quite a few bits when you're like that's actually pretty sweet yeah there's some quite nice bits i love the sunglasses bit i I like quite a lot of this to be fair and there were there were quite a lot of nice bits scuba sam was a was a highlight as well for me where would you rank him with the other sandler dickheads well, Hubie's the nicest. Hubie's the nicest, definitely. He's lovely. Yeah. I would say that Sonny Koufax is nicer than Mr. Newman. Is it Michael Newman? Yeah, he's nicer than Michael Newman's Newman. Michael Newman's maybe the worst. He's the Jack. gutter. Yeah. So, yeah, he's above them, definitely. But, yeah, uh, he comes in there. He's not far above the others. But he's a bit more redeemable. 
than those guys. Those guys, you're happy when Michael Newman dies in the pa- on the pavement in the rain. But if Sonny Koufax did, I'd be quite <laughs> upset. <laughs> Leave he, the kid he, alone. He gets hit by a man on a rollerblade thing and dies. He gets run over again <laughs> the third time. <laughs> Do you notice in this film, he's his whole reason for being like so schlubby is that he got his foot run over. He says that he's hit a wall because of it. But then to make Julian laugh, he jumps in front of the car. Yeah. Is that not going to give him some form of like PTSD or something? Yeah, he he, he purposely injures himself quite. <laughs> that was the weirdest one, definitely <laughs> when he when he jumps in front of a car. Um, but again, he's just he's always just um, an absolute lunatic, and yeah. um, and that's I think I feel like this film would be even though I now I'm a bit of a Sandler convert. Mm-hmm. I think that he could uh it would have been better with a more likable main character. Yeah. Uh, he's not very likable and that makes me not really care much about him and the kid as much as I could have. I think this could have been a bit better. I didn't like when he's talking to the kids and he's like, Hey, you gotta stick off the weed. Uh stop trying to drink all that rum. I was like, Oh, this is gross. Get this fucking freak away from these kids these poor kids yeah he's horrible in that scene but then all of the kids are really sweet like one of them says <laughs> one of them's like i have a belly button <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do have a belly button kid but you gotta make sure you're not smoking some more fucking jays am i right i kind of liked one bit where in the court case it's another so we've we've added reference to weed to our sandler scale i think Mm. Um, because it pops up more often than you'd think in these films, considering they're not really like stoner comedies. But um, he says his dad mentions a part in the past when um, he found weed in his bedroom. Do you remember this? Right near the end of the film? And he's like, oh, you said they were pencil shavings. (laughs) When has weed ever looked like pencil shavings? (laughs) I wrote that down as well. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. I thought that could have... uh... Had a bit of a, a revision, I think. Can we talk about one of my favourite scenes in this film? Absolutely. So at the start of the film, he has a, a girlfriend called Vanessa. We don't really see much of Vanessa, but no. one point when we do see her, he goes to visit her house, taking Julian with him. The bathroom door is locked and then he opens it and it's an old man who she's in a relationship with. <laughs> so we get loads of old jokes, which is one of our Loads of old jokes, yeah. Standard jokes. <laughs> Wrinkly balls. Crooks! He says that at one point. <laughs> and he says my favourite line in this film, which I'll never forget. I think it's the first thing I thought of when we said we were going to rewatch this, is the bit when he says Old Man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. <laughs> That's really good. Is that to the uh, the man who's like, oh, you fight like a girl? In the no, book. it's the old or man Or is that who, to the old... Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but the, her new boyfriend. Oh, her he new says, boyfriend. Oh, you right, remind yeah. me of my oldest grandson. <laughs> and that's his response. Zip it or I'll break your hip. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I think that's like the only bit of justified rage in this film, maybe, because that isn't a yeah. good scenario to be in. Did you, did you, yeah, his rage is crazy. Like he mugs a man, doesn't he, at one bit at yeah. Halloween when he, he breaks yes. into a man's house. He's that's like, hey, notes. give this kid all, all, your, all your shit. Come on. Yeah, say happy oh, Halloween, <laughs> something like that. That it, man is Dennis Dugan. Is it? Oh, the right, the director. Of Jack and Jill and of this film. Exciting. I'm glad that you. Everything. I'm glad you're here to uh, throw up the. Yeah, the, another the one actually. Another one you might like is that the Kangaroo song 
is yeah, who is that? That is Tim Hurley, who is the writer who co-wrote a lot of these films, including Hubie Halloween, uh, Wedding Singer, and Happy Gilmore, among oh. others. And also the old man in the bar is named after that guy. He's called Mr. Hurley. The one with the the one where he's like, Yeah, if Mr. you eat Hurley. loads of candy, your teeth will go rotten. And then he says, like, that old man ate lots of candy. He's got like black teeth. <laughs> he says he kicked him through a wall last week. He kicked him through <laughs> a wall. And then he was like, Hey, you fight like a girl. But then this guy, this absolute lunatic alcoholic old man they bring into the court case to prove that Sonny Koufax is a reasonable guardian yeah. why would right I, I've got a, a lot of issues with that final court, the court scene case is because, insane isn't it because everyone in that scene is a, is a lunatic First you wouldn't, of all, I, wanna, yeah, I don't think you'd let him in the building let alone no. onto the stand um, I think from the get go like all the characters there are crazy like so the um, social worker I don't know why, but in his early scenes, he's really cool for no reason. He says, he like gives him a fist bump and he says something that I wrote down. Bogus. He says bogus. Oh yeah, he does say bogus. Like, That's hey, true. this, come on, man, this is a bit bogus. And then he like fist bumps Sandler. And I was like, why did they make this guy do all these hip phrases? Yeah, he's time? trying to be cool in front of Adam Sandler. <laughs> in front of Adam Sandler, he's trying to impress him. But yeah, so he's crazy. Then they've got Steve Buscemi's homeless character who just loves sausage mcmuffins yes he has the best line in the film as well he's great in this i think this is his best role i think he's he's actually really good in all of the all of these films because he fully just commits to the insanity of them yeah yeah i like the bit when he's like i woke up broke his arm haven't seen him since because <laughs> oh, his, dad his dad tried, <laughs> his dad tried to give him a haircut. <laughs> he tried to give me a crew cut in my sleep. Did he say something like that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he is really good in it. What did you think of uh, our favourite Rob Schneider? Again, because this is the first Adam Sandler film I saw. It's also the first Rob Schneider film I saw. So I this probably is... went through I my childhood ass... thinking he was like Polish or something. What, what country is he meant to be from? I don't know, but we just know that he's illegally in the US. Yeah. That's a big um, twist at the end, that his status in the country isn't what he would call legal. And then he's in court like two minutes later. Yeah, he, he, accept, he still goes and is there for him at the end. Again, this is the film. I assume this is Rob Schneider's real voice. I assume this is what he looked like and this was his nationality. It was quite hard to realise that he was actually just a, a white American man who is... Just a bit racist. He does such good acting in it that you're fully convinced. <laughs> Oscar Wilde performance as Nazo, the delivery man. <laughs> I, I used to really like Nazo, the delivery man, but because of knowing that it's Rob Schneider doing it like a bit of a bad impression of someone from a different nationality. Some it's stereotype. kind of Yeah, some stereotype. It's like kind of lost its sheen a little bit for me, He's, at least. He has maybe like two funny lines or something. He... he one bit I liked is that he says that um, Sonny and Julian go together like tuna fish and lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Tuna and lamb. <laughs> tuna and lamb. And then what's his name? Stop saying, hey, you better shut that up because you're an American man. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll oh, come and break your dad's arm. I can't remember. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. That bit is quite funny. Those two, they just bounce off each other really well, don't they? I've made it clear before on this podcast, I'm not a Rob Schneider fan. I'm very much the opposite. You've been I don't... converted to liking Adam Sandler, but you still hate Rob Schneider. Yeah, like because I think deep down, Adam Sandler's a good man. I thought that was weird as well when the kid's on trial, or the kid's been doing, he's in the 
he's getting questioned by Joey, Joey Lauren Adams. And he's like, he taught me to pee on buildings. He taught me that this guy sucks. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this is meant to be like an emotional bit, but like the judge acted how I was feeling. She was yeah. like, you're a fucking insane and you, you need to go to prison. And I can't believe that after this, after kidnapping a kid, he can become a credited lawyer at the end. He's very lucky, I think, to get away with what he did. Did you cry, mate? No, I oh. didn't. I don't cry at many films, to be fair. I welled up when he's like, I won't play the kangaroo song anymore. Yeah, I was that's like, the oh. saddest part, isn't it? Oh, that's bad. And I also did, right at the end, when the little boy, what's his name? Julian. Julian, When yeah. he goes, what's he talking about, mommy? And I was like, oh, that's yeah. his mum. That's his mum now. That's really nice. I thought. I was like, that's that's really lovely. Little Hooters boy has a mum. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I hated all the Hooters jokes. I want to clarify that. Thought they were all it, grim. It was big time product placement, wasn't it? Hooters in this. They must have been having a field day. I know. And the McDonald's thing. That was yeah. that was the whole scene built around McDonald's. But to be fair, when you do go to America, there is probably a McDonald's on every other road. What I want to know is, did the product placements start first or did the Adam Sandler just liking them happen first? It's a bit like trying to work out which came first, the chicken or the egg. I think Adam Sandler just loves McDonald's. He loves Pepsi. He loves all these products. He loves eating them, I think, in reality. So I feel like he just might have started just being like, oh, I just love McDonald's. I'm going to have this in the film because I, I, I love McDonald's. And then it's turned into product placement over time yeah. because he does it so much. In quite a few of them, it feels it feels normal that these things are there. But then in other ones, you'll get, you get like a Sony logo that's on screen like for an uncomfortably long amount of time. But I think in this, most of the product placement was for story purposes to some extent. It keeps cutting towards a clock. He's like, oh my God, it's past your bedtime. And it'd be the clock and it's a pe- big Pepsi logo on the clock. <laughs> That's so clever. <laughs> really it is clever. Um, uh, it made me thirsty. The thing with Hooters. So Sonny Koufax is constantly ragging her about Hooters, but he also loves Hooters. Yeah. He has like t-shirts. He's been there multiple times in different different places and stuff so it's like he's putting her down for working there but he also enjoys going to hooters and like using the service exactly like that's it so it's like he's using this service but he's just spending the whole time ragging on anyone who works in in that industry and yeah it it is fucking annoying I, i didn't like it i thought but i also don't like Sonny koufax as a character i thought he was a bit of a sleazy bloke I had the same issue when I was watching it. Yeah. I've go got on. one last bit of trivia, actually. Go on, then. The scene we've spoken about when they go to a bar and we see the old man for the first time, there's a bit where Adam Sandler's like at the bar getting a drink or something and Julian's at the table and he speaks to a waitress. Do you remember this? Yeah. He's yes. Like, what are you doing here, young man? Or something like that. Yeah. That is Jackie Sandler. Oh. That is the first appearance Lovely. of her in an Adam Sandler film. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's that's nice. Wow, so apparently Scuba Steve was invented by Adam Sandler based on a doll that Adam Sandler owned Aww. called Diver, Diver Dam. Oh, nice. Yeah, let's move on to our Sandler scale then. Before we watched the film, we were talking over messages and I told you that I knew for certain that I had one <laughs> because I had a line that was Steve Buscemi, Alan Cover, and Peter Dante. And I knew for, that two of them were in like one of the first scenes. 
Yeah. And I was just waiting for Steve Buscemi to come up. So that was my bingo. You told me to guess the time that I was going to get it. Yeah. And I think I said to you 37 minutes. Okay. It was actually 23 minutes and 44 seconds. So I was a bit off with the estimate, but I knew I was getting it. But I mean, when you've got three cast members like that, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? So I got those three. I also had Beautiful Wife, tick that right at the end when he had a wife. Yep. It took a while, but he got it. Uh, Hit in the face. I got that from when they tripped over a skater. He just face planted the ground and then like did a roly-poly into the pond at Central Park. My last one that I got was Injured Animal. And that was um, about 35 pigeons that Julian killed with his slingshot on the balcony. That seems rough, isn't it? It's very rough, yeah. It it gives you like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes, doesn't it? About little Julian killing animals. I don't think Julian's going to grow up to be a decent boy, you know? Oh, no, definitely not. There's a few questionable things about him. Yeah, he does quite a few rotten things in this film. The ones that I didn't get were David Spade, Kevin James and Sandler Sings. Mine was very heavy on the actors this week. I put it through a Google randomizer, like random numbers. That was how I chose it for this because I'd seen the film and knew it so well. Yeah. Um, And it just, this Google random number selector wasn't the best tool. It gave me like 31 three times in a row. So it's probably (laughs) broken. (laughs) The randomizer wasn't that great because my line, I got, Oh, by the way, you've won the Sandler scale this week. Oh, um, great. It's only my second time, I think. Yeah. Mine, I think I got about an hour or so in, but it was quite hard to pinpoint exactly when. So I'll go through them. So we right. had, I got logo on screen and product placement in the same line. Nice. And it's like, bloody hell, those two are pretty much hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah, the Pepsi clock. So that was very early in. And then I didn't get anything for ages. And then one of mine... The, to finish the line was weird tonal shift. Um, yes. When do you think the tonal shift happens? Probably when the, when the kid gets taken away. Kid gets taken. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I put. So that's about an hour or so in. Uh, the other ones I got, old, obviously, old joke, which I got mm-hmm. from the old man in the pub, uh, yep. but also definitely the love interest to his ex-girlfriend, old man River. Yeah, and then Rob Schneider, um, as we've mentioned. So the ones I didn't get were a sports team cap. That was really annoying because he oh. wears so many sports team t-shirts. He's wearing Syracuse t-shirts all the time, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't nothing... wear a cap in this at all, does he? No cap, no. Uh, then we've got Nick Swardson. Unfortunately not in it. No. I wish he was. Then I had Small Town Best Bloke. Um, he's oh. not in a small town. Big City Sandler. Third Big time. City Sandler. Jesus, maybe he's not even a small town best bloke. I think he's always big. That's a new town. thing. I think that's a new thing. Is that he keeps on going back to small towns to rediscover his roots or something. <laughs> I was going to say, that's his retirement plan. Yeah. Small city town traveller. <laughs> the last one referenced Colonel Sanders. There's a lot of McDonald's, but no no KFC stuff. You'd think with an old man no, being his but he calls love it, interest. He calls think... it Pepperidge Farm. But yeah, this week was a bit of a bad one for me on the Sandler scale, unfortunately. I don't trust that randomizer. I'm looking forward for you to make making them again so two points for me on the sandler scale and four for you so far is that right i think so i've not kept track at all uh to any new listeners every week we throw a sandler film either into the sandler castle where it'll be celebrated forever or we throw it straight in the sandler pit where it's forgotten hopefully where are you putting big daddy without a doubt big daddy is going into the sandler castle 
Um, before watching this, I would have probably said this and Fifty First Dates were maybe my top two Sandler films. Ooh. Now, I didn't love it quite as much as I did as a kid because I've I've wised up to some of the things in it that aren't quite right. I think if you watch it and be a bit cynical, you're definitely going to find things to disagree with very easily. I try not to do that with these films because I know they're yeah. made to be like that. I think that this has enough heart in it even if there are a few bits where you aren't rooting for the main character because yeah. he is quite unlikable. I think for the most part, you do like the kid, even though he can be a bit annoying. Mm. It's an easy watch and I don't think it's too harmful. I think for the most part, a kid could watch this film like I did back then. Oh, I watched it at probably like five years old or six years old. Yeah, me too. I think I would probably, if I had a kid, I'd probably let him watch it. But I'd also let them choose their own clothes and choose what food they want to eat, even if it was 30 <laughs> packets of ketchup. <laughs> but yeah, I think that Big Daddy belongs in the Sandler Castle. You put it in the Sandler Castle. I kind of want to put it in the pit because I'm not a huge fan of this one, but even but there are enough moments where I like it. And like we've established before, it, this isn't a ranking of films as they stand on their own. Like I think there is some really rubbish sexist crap bits in this Mm -hmm. but i think that based on what is going to come soon yeah fair enough i'll agree to put it into the castle um but i think this is my lowest entry into the castle so far it's no hoobie halloween oh no what is what is a hoobie (laughs) since we've recorded it our review of it a lot more people have watched the film and there's a lot more reactions to it so in the space of like two days it went from being (laughs) i think it was a 6.5 on imdb at one point and when i last looked the user rating had slipped to maybe like 5.1 i think it was oh no uh at the time of recording it's been out for what like half a week yeah and it's yeah it's 5.3 on imdb see i think we've lost our minds because i told my friend dan to watch it and then he like watched it and he said it was so shit and so terrible. And he was like, I can't believe that Adam Sandler's like been sick on the street, like straight away. There's no plot, horrible voice. I just want to say though, what a hater. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Movie yeah. Halloween was bloody nice. And Dan, if you're listening, you're a bit of a dick, mate. I would just say get a heart. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided that Big Daddy's going into the Sandler castle. That's good. Um, should we have a Sandler Games? Yeah. I have made a Sandler Games based on the grown-ups films, which I know that you've seen. Okay. It's called Things That Grown-Ups Say. In case that name doesn't prove what it's about, basically, I've taken a few quotes from the grown-ups films. The first five are from grown-ups one, the second five are from grown-ups two. Okay. okay. And I'll tell you the quote. And I, I think that this is a test of how well-written these characters are if you can tell the difference between who's saying what, basically. Oh, shit. Okay. So your job is to tell me whether, um, you know, which one said this. I'm not going to ask for the character name, obviously, because how are you to know? So you just tell me which actor (laughs) said each of these quotes. All right. So your first quote, which actor do you think said this? Wasted is when you have a hankering for ice cream. (laughs) It's talking about food. I don't want to be rude, but like, all the jokes in these films, whenever they're about food, they're said by Kevin James, who I don't think we mentioned in Hoobie Halloween. He spent the whole film just eating sweets. Yeah, eating chocolate all the time. And that wasn't 
I don't know where that came from. So yeah, because he's talking about ice cream, I think it's definitely Kevin James. Okay. So you think that the first one was by Kevin James at the moment? Yeah. Um, and that can change. We'll we'll see at the end what you think. Okay. Each each one is. Does that make sense to do it that way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the second quote is, "Hey, why? Where's MCA? Hey, why? Why the letter? Hey, oh, why? Where's yes, MCA? I, so it's a joke remember, about the YMCA. Yeah, I remember this because someone is dressed either as a cowboy or a Native American or a builder. Uh, and I bet I think it's David Spade. Okay, David that seems Spade like a, a classic witty David Spade line. Yeah. So the third one. How in the world is anybody supposed to get some sleep knowing they're under the same roof as Toby Bryant over there? Toby Bryant. So it's a joke about to- Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, and he's saying someone looks like a toe. Oh, I think it's, I think it's Chris Rock is saying that about Rob Schneider because Rob like Schneider keeps foot or something. yeah because he's licking people's feet and he's got his wife who's old I think. And I bet, and I bet Chris Rock said that. Yes, so I think it's Chris Rock. So the fourth one is a bit of a, uh, it's a conversation actually. So one of the characters' kids says this to them: "Are you making a sissy? You know they make a chemical that turns urine blue." And the person who you've got a guess says, "No, that's just a myth." Oh my god, you're embarrassing me. That's a very vague quote. As the oh urine's god. turning blue. Their urine is turning blue at the time of speaking. Yes. Somewhat, I, we watched this film together like a few months ago. Why do I not remember anyone pissing blue? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Rob Schneider. Okay. Schneider. This means this, this one's got to be a Sandman quote or I'm going to look like a fool. You can change this before the final yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the final quote from Grown Ups 1 is, that's my wife. Is that it, mate? That's the whole quote. That's the fucking... That's, that's very vague. Uh, you know what? That could be... I think that's probably Rob Schneider then. Okay. Or Adam Sandler. So, okay, I'm going to say that's Rob Schneider talking about his wife in the film. So who do you think did the blue urine? The, the blo- blue urine, I've got to say Sandler then. Sandler. Yeah, I'm okay. not happy about this. I'm, I right. really don't know. I'll do your results for round one before we move on to round two. Okay. So one... Wasted is when you have a hankering for ice cream. That was said by Lenny Fedder, Adam Sandler. Fuck. Okay. Says it at the table at dinner. It's quite early on in the film. Why is he? Why and is then one of his kids says, I want to get chocolate wasted because they want chocolate ice cream. Oh, God. So, number two, I'll tell you right here, you're correct. David Spade did say, Hey, why? Where's MCA? Uh, it's such a David Spade line. I can even yeah. picture him saying, "Hey, why? Where's MCA?" <laughs> yeah, I feel like they've ri- they've written David Spade's and Chris Rock's jokes quite well, and the rest of them are all a little bit yeah. could be said one, by any of them. Are you are you sure about Chris Rock's though? Because I remember in the second one, this might be a line that you've already picked out. Is when he goes, "Oh, what have you come as a black muppet?" <laughs> Just the shittest <laughs> line ever. I haven't chosen what? that one, but yeah, I do remember that. Number three, you said Chris Rock said, how in the world is anybody supposed to get some sleep knowing they're under the same roof as Toby? <laughs> it's Toby, Toby Bryant, which is confusing because surely there's a famous person called Toby that they could have just used that joke instead of making a name for someone yeah. else. Yeah, that is true. They could have referenced Who? Toby Jones, the classic British Toby actor. Toby Jones. Toby Kebble? 
the guy who played uh, <laughs> Doctor Doom. <laughs> Doctor Doom, like a few years after this film was made. Yeah, that could have been good. Uh, you were correct. That was Chris Rock. Yeah, such a Chris Rock line. So the next one, you said that Adam Sandler. Yeah. Said that it was just a myth that urine turns blue uh, in a swimming this is, pool. This is Kevin James. This is Kevin James. So I'm afraid you've yeah. got that one wrong. Yeah. That's my wife. Was uh, it was Rob Schneider? Absolutely, yeah. So I I included that because I thought it was quite obvious because the whole film has a running joke about how there's a woman that they say is his mum, but it's just his his <sighs> wife because it's an old lady. So I yeah. kept that. I thought that was quite a good one. Right. So Ooh. you got three out of five. So round two, the second part of this game is for grown-ups too. Right. So I've got five quotes from this. The first four are from the usual cast. Four guy, yeah. Minus Rob Schneider, because he's not in this one. Good. And then the last one is from an actor that we've, you know, spoken about in the past. That's one of the Happy Madison crew. All right, cool. It's not, I don't think he's one, it's not one of the main grown-ups. So it's someone else. Okay. Quote one. Okay. I guess I'm thicky thick. Oh, fuck's sake. Kevin James. Kevin James. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Quote two. I think your mother's here from Mexico and she needs to leave. Open the window now. Um, That I think, because I remember David Spade as a kid in this film, who's like a a horrible old man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I feel like he's talking about his kids. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's David Spade for now, but I might okay. go back on that. It's the placeholder Spade. Um, <laughs> this is number three. A burp snart, it's simple. You start with a burp, then you, then you sniff with a sneeze, you get, oh. you get going, and that triggers a fart always. So I think whoever wrote this quote has written it wrong. I've just copy and pasted this straight from IMDb. A well, burp is... snot, it's simple. You start with a burp, then you sniff with a sneeze, you get the going, and that triggers a fart, always. Do you know what's depressing, mate? I know this one. It's Kevin James. I Kevin remember James. the scene very, very well. And yeah, cool. it's Kevin James. That means that number one, what was it? I'm. Oh no, there sick. can be repetitions, you know? It doesn't have to be... Oh, what? So maybe it's... In this maybe... one, it's different. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. There's then... less of them to get less quotes, so some right, have okay. more memorable lines than others. <laughs> right. So get Kevin James, David Spade, Kevin James. Quote four. I can't believe nobody's even scared of a black guy anymore. Damn you, Obama. Um, must be Chris Rock. You don't think David Spade's making jokes? About <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite tactless if it was David Spade. <laughs> uh, okay. So that was the four qu- uh, quotes by members of the main cast of grown-ups this is the last one okay by a member of the happy madison troop i'm going to arrest her for disturbing the peace in my pants is that it well i remember in grown-ups 2 there's a cop played by shack um and i think he has a partner but i don't remember who the partner is so i'm just gonna say shack so you've got kevin james david spade kevin james James, chris rock and shack Shack, yes. Do you want to change any of those? No. Okay, I guess I'm thicky thick. You are correct, Kevin James. Oh, gross. I don't remember that part, and I don't know what thicky thick is like supposed to be a pun of. Is he like Richie Rich? Oh, so maybe. I bet, I bet I, right, here's the context, I'm sure. It's like, oh, Sandler, you've got so much money from your high paying job. You're like Richie Rich, whilst I'm over here, I'm thicky thick. 
Ugh. Quote two was, I think your mother's here from Mexico and she needs to leave. Open the window now. You oh. said that that was David, David Spade. Spade. But I'm thinking maybe it might be Sandler now. It was Sandler. He has a yeah, Mexican shit. wife, doesn't he? Yeah, I think. Shit. He's, he's going out with um, Salma Hayek, is it? Salma Hayek, yeah, I think so. So the third quote, a burp snot, is simple. You start with a burp, then you sniff with a sneeze, you get the go in, and that triggers a fart, always. I really want you to stop saying that line, because I hate it, and it's going to burp make me snot. leave the podcast. Stop you talking about burp it. Snots. <laughs> it's a terrible joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. I hate um, that was it. Kevin James, you were correct. Kevin James yeah. is the one that says, a burp snot, it's simple. You start with a burp, then you sniff with a sneeze, you get the go in, and that triggers a fart always. Do you want that quote again? No, I don't want that fucking quote again. I know, I know, I know it. I'm sick of it. I can't believe nobody's even scared of a black guy anymore. Damn you, Obama. Definitely. You Chris said Chris Rock. Yeah. It was Bumpty. You said. You no, said. No, I'm joking. It was Chris Rock. Oh, God. I was <laughs> getting it. really, I was getting really mad because I it. thought that you'd. I thought that you had changed the rules of your own damn game. Nah, I wouldn't do something well. like that, would I? Oh, thank God. Okay. okay, final quote was from a member of the Happy Madison troupe. It was, I'm going to arrest her for disturbing the peace in my pants. You said Shaq. It was Peter Dante. I forgot Peter Dante was in it. Peter That's Dante was, film, the, though, was the policeman. <laughs> it was his last film role before he left for being in a rock band. I don't know what he's doing. He's bloody... He's just skateboarding all around California having a great time. I miss Peter Dante. He's my favourite out of all of them. Bring him back. I thought he was really funny in Big Daddy. Yeah, he's good. I like the bit when uh, Adam Sandler's dad yells at him and he's like, sorry, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Colfax. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of the episode about Big Daddy. Yep. We've decided Big Daddy is going to be placed in the Santa Castle. Yep. Which means that currently... The Santa oh. Castle contains 50 First Dates, The Longest Yard, Hubie Halloween, and <laughs> this film, Big Daddy. <laughs> Currently, the castle is more packed than the pit. Yeah, the ratio's all off. What are we going to watch next week? Next week, we're going to be watching... Oh. oh, don't do that, by the way, because when I was editing it, it just sounds like you're masturbating. <laughs> right, well, the film next week is going to be Bedtime Stories. <laughs> Luke, have you seen Bedtime Stories? I've not seen Bedtime Stories, strangely oh, enough. Why did you have that big poster of it in your uni bedroom then, mate? I appreciate fine art. <laughs> <laughs> From this film, what I oh. know of it is that it's about Adam Sandler playing a father, as he so often does. I think he's a father. Yeah. Because if not... I hope he is. <laughs> unless he's just kidnapped another kid. This is like it's a Disney film, and Disney film. It's his. I think it's his first and only. Oh no, he's done family-friendly films because he's done the Hotel Transylvania series. But it might be his only live-action film that's like truly for families. Yeah. Do you think we we we, we've we've really been missing a lot of the family Sandler. Uh, So I'm I'm quite excited to see him, and I can see he's got on the poster some very big sideburns. So, oh, is it Sideburn you know, Sandler? You love sideburn, sideburn Sa- Sandler. I love a Sideburn Sandler, so I'm quite excited for that. Where can people reach us, Luke? People can find us on Instagram at the Sandler Pit, on Twitter at the Sandler Pit, mm-hmm. or they can send us emails with any Sandler-based questions or suggestions for discussion. The Sandler Pit at gmail.com. Thank you oh. to Joe Tyrone. 
Oh, thanks, thanks Joe Tyrone. As for your always. lovely music. Thank you, Luke Terry, for editing, as always. Oh, and thank you to Luke Thomas for the artwork. Yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll have finished it for this episode by the time it comes out. Yeah, I'm sure you will have, man. All right, uh, well, we'll see everyone back for Bedtime Stories yeah. next week. <laughs> it's a sad goodbye from me and a sad goodbye from him. Sweet dreams. I want my own ass. Me too.